Hey guys, we are back with episode two of Focused Action, and we're super happy and blessed to be able to do this every week for you. Um, I think a lot of people might be wondering, uh, and I get this question a lot, so we thought we'd focus today's topic around how do we discern good information from, you know, fake information. There's just a lot of information out there because frankly, this is an information war. And so how do we then, um, you know, sift through all of that and come up with where we're going to focus, right? Because I mean, this podcast is called Focused Action. What we've been doing the past year and a half are very focused actions. So how do we know what to do? Um, and I will just say that um, this isn't, there's no easy answers to all of this, but I think what surprised me at least the most um, in the past couple of years as I've been paying more attention to things, right? I think I was always, you know, pretty tuned in to the fact that, you know, my work was being censored. I um, was a, I was, am, I don't even know anymore, um, a natural health blogger, and we were pretty attacked very early on. I was censored on Facebook as far back as 2012, believe it or not, um, for speaking out about GMOs and, and other things, other fun things that um, I think was not uh, allowed, right? Um, so people, you know, have maybe just been noticing this the past couple of years, but this is something I've been dealing with for, for a while. And I had a whole network of friends who were also um, natural health bloggers, and we were all being attacked at the same time. And um, and so it was pretty clear, you know, with how we, our viewers and uh, blog readers were, um, you know, went from here to here, right, in the, the blink of an eye um, because of just how we were suppressed in Google search rankings and just things like that. So, um, so I think I, you know, as I've become even more aware the past couple of years, what surprised me, and you know, Bobby, I'd love to hear your take on it, but just how um, how hard it is for people to to look within themselves to think, right? To really start to think and go to the source of information. Um, you know, we're like waiting for somebody to tell us something, right? We're always waiting for some person who is maybe smarter than than we think we are to to share some information in a way that we can consume it right and i've even found this um, when i'm trying to explain something to someone about um, natural health for example it's like you know they want to they don't want to read like i got i'm looking right now at my bookshelf and i've got all these books right all these amazing books from you know decades past right and and it's a whole library of things but when i think i want to learn something i go and i read old books, right? Like I, I pick up books. I don't necessarily look online all the time for things I love to read and I like paper books, right? And so even just, let me give an example. Like I remember years ago, I, I was just like, just thrown by the fact when I learned that maybe butter was like good for you, right? Like we had been taught for so many years that butter was like literally Satan incarnate, right? The butter was so bad. It could kill you. It could clog your arteries. It would give you a heart attack and stuff. And I just, I just remember thinking like, what if 
butter. I read somewhere, somewhere that maybe it was good. And I was like, what if it is good? And it was like, I, I read one place that it was good, but it's like, I wanted more sources. And I remember buying lots of different books and, and coming, you know, to my own conclusions about it based on reading a lot of different things, you know, and reading old studies. Um, where did it come from? What was the history of this? And, you know, what happened with sugar and why was sugar, you know, suddenly put in the forefront, you know, because if you were going to take butter out, what did they add back, add in? to make things taste good. Well, they added a lot of sugar, right? And so um, you, you have to substitute, you know, something else for for something. So um, I, I just was of the mind that if, you know, okay, like, and it just, it, it opened my mind to think, okay, well, if it wasn't made, you know, by God in that way, like, and it started making me think about a lot of things, like they told us eggs were bad. And so it's like, okay, like people were eating egg whites. Well, why would God make the egg a certain way and then we gotta like take something out of it or like skim milk another example it's like well why do you gotta take the cream out of it like these things where it's like we're trying to change you know something that is very naturally made a certain way right and it's like why is that right so yeah. this was kind of where i was starting to think about well, where who were these people that were saying that this you know was good for nutrition and this was bad and and you know as i was trying to get through and figure out all of this nutrition stuff it was very clear to me how many studies out there were totally flawed and and you know cherry picked and all kinds of weird you know things that i am not yeah, it's like so, so. That's kind of where I started to to realize that I needed to be looking at old books, at the source, you know, understanding information in a different way. And you know, so the the studies and the science and the news, you know, all seem to be coming together to push this narrative like butter is bad and eggs are bad and cholesterol is bad and you know. And so anyway, that's kind of how I came to the realization that like maybe I need to look at these things on my own because I'm being pushed some information that is not not right, not helpful. Um, and so I don't know about you, Bobby, but that's kind of where I came to the realization that like, wait, these people are just listening to what's being put out there and not going and reading or learning anything new. Um, yes, I had the, almost the exact same experience was um, I think 2012-ish, I was like really big into like the paleo movement, um, you know, and like a paleo diet um, and reading books about um, the paleo diet. And and then all like the paleo would not to go into the whole thing. But the thing that fascinated me the most was about um, um, archaeology discovering teeth and the differences in the amount of cavities in um skeletons that they've discovered after farming so after they introduced grain into their systems and how many more cavities they had and and what that did to the lives of these indigenous people that they were digging up all over you know the world and um and i was like oh i mean that's real that's a real thing and it's science-based and there's studies and and then um but if you promote something that differs from the traditional food diet Google was penalizing people, and I, I mean, in my in my day job, I'm I get paid to be able to advise what Google does, and that the penalization for providing um, information that I believe to be true but differed from an, an approved narrative was like, what is this? Like, 
and and then like I couldn't settle for just like that. It's because of uh, it's because we're giving bad information. Like all of the all of the explanations for why Google did that in in 2011 to 2012 never really set well with me. So it was like there's got to be a bigger reason. Like they don't just this didn't just happen. And and so then I dug into like like who different people are that are related to Google and then you find out like how much um how they they are very intertwined with big pharma. So they're they they're they're not necessary they're they're just voting with their friends. That's how and and that's how a lot of things end up being. So like you said earlier about um, like studies about how how butter's bad for you, um, butter may or may not be good for you, right? Like we, like as as people, we need to figure it out for ourselves. But one way you you fall into a trap is that um, is the thing I've noticed around like almost everything. It could be political news, it could be like local politics, it could be um, health, food, um, anything. Is that there's there's this like um, economy of intermediaries that stop you kind of in the middle between getting to the real truth of whether butter is good for you or not. And there are little clubs that are like, no, you should join, you should get vegan butter. And here's all the reasons why vegan butter is good. But they didn't say why real butter is bad. They just started promoting their thing and speaking over you. And, um, and they give you headlines or little things. And it's like, we've all been bred to um, shortcut the answer, right? So um, as my experience with Google is that people will search for the best butter or the best something because they want to read the amount of time necessary to find, like they don't want to read a book. They don't even want to read 10 search results. They want to find the best one or they want to find one that talks about the four best ones and that's it. They want to, they want to minimize... And I think that's because we're overwhelmed with so much information that we want to, we're like, okay, I need to find out a thing, but I don't want to read a thousand things. I just want to, I just want to spend 15 minutes so I can go back to my life. And, and so because we've been bred that way, we tend to take headlines or click uh, bait headlines and take them as facts. When the whole article might contradict the headline, um, my neighbor's kid, <laughs> my neighbor's kid called out his dad um based by making a snap judgment based on the headline and it was it made me <laughs> made me laugh out loud because he was all no he's all did you actually read the article because the article went on to completely <laughs> contradict the title and it was like yeah that's what we do we read headlines we don't read articles um or we read or books, <laughs> or, or or books. yes or book titles of books, and we don't read the actual book. Um, and the same, I so for me, I would read reading books. I fall to reading books, but I also like to um, associate with other people who are looking for the same answers and talking to those people. Like, what did you find out? Like, where? How do you feel about this? Like, I, don't, I I'm not looking for someone to tell me how I should feel about butter, but I'm looking for other people who are like, yeah, I I was reading about this too, and I think real butter, you know, grass fed butter. And you know what grass fed butter is? what what is grass-fed butter that's such a weird term you know what i mean it's like like how would you i mean so you find out these things like you go you could look at thousands of books and never find these things out but when you talk to other humans it's like they'll give you little things that you go oh what i wonder what that is there's a thread i'm gonna go pull that um, totally 
And the, I think the other the, kind of the, the basis for all of this is like what you said around that there's so much information out there. I mean, at any other point in history, we've never had this much access to information. And it's it's a double edged sword. I mean, I remember I remember learning, you know, I don't know if it was in college or when I worked, you know, I worked for IBM for 15 years. So, you know, a lot of a lot of things come from that. Right. But it's like there's so much information that it becomes overwhelming. And so in that, you know, from that is how we learned, OK, how do we sift through this quickly? And so that's the trap we can fall in is that, you know, we don't we're conditioned to want to sift through information quickly by looking at headlines, looking at bits and pieces. We want the soundbite. And as social media has crept up, then it, it's always changing, right? Like now, you know, first it was, you know, you write this short little Twitter post and then it was a longer Facebook post and then it became these videos and then the videos were too long. And then now you can only do a, you know, a two minute reel on Instagram and all these quick little stories, right? So you have to convey information in such small chunks, but people also have been conditioned to learn things in these small sound bites and they're not really learning anything then right and so yeah. and everyone always says i'm too busy i don't have time but really it's fatigue is what i realized it's that it's like people just don't want to take in any more information um, and they don't realize that the little pieces that that come their way throughout the day really do get embedded into their brains and into their psyche and you can't you can't get it out so like all the stuff being pushed at you is what you think is really going on right now from a political standpoint but it's like not right there's like it's only what you're being shown you you if you actually looked and you know kind of went under the covers and and dug a little bit more then you would find that a whole bunch of other things are actually going on right now and that some things that are being reported on you know, actually happened, you know, a long time ago. So one example of that, just to take it back to politics here for a minute, away from, you know, butter, because <laughs> we go on the butter example the whole time, right, um, is is around, you know, our election systems, right? So a lot of people were talking about audit, 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 right? But it's like, we kind of took it as, okay, well, we need to understand, you know, our Texas state constitution, our laws, how we interact with the federal government, where when we get money for things, how does that interplay happen? Who's responsible for what? And, you know, actually going in and reading the manuals and the laws and the statutes and our constitution has been super eye-opening because if you're just reading a few sound bites in an article that says believe you know xyz this is what's happening then you're going to miss so much so much but it in it and it does take time but it's like i i've had so many people hurl you know various insults at me like well where are you getting your information and it's like at the source like i don't know <laughs> did you read the law you know um sure. this actually a law that you can read and all of this information is on you know is on here right like this manual is here you click on it you read it and you read it at this point in time and then you see how they changed it and how they changed the law over time and you can see how this happened you can see how we got yeah. into this mess right i mean i i don't know how else to say it it's like you can follow along with how the laws have changed and you hear stories when you go and show up at the Capitol about how, oh, I was there and I helped to author this bill and then they changed it at the, you know, when they put it into the statute, they changed something. They, they changed the word from, you know, shall to my maybe, right? And it changed the whole yeah. law. 
Um, so it's just, it's important to know these things um, and to go to the source because the, the, the articles are pushing an agenda or pushing a narrative and, you know, people just eat it up. Yes. I'd, I'd say like you might think that you can't, or if you read it, you won't understand it or something, but you'd be surprised how, how easy it is to read it. And you're, I'd say the first time you go into reading like the Habit Act or uh, the state constitution or even the United States constitution itself, the goal shouldn't be like, you're gonna have to give a you know 15 minute dissertation on the topic as soon as you're done reading it. Like you're just trying to familiarize yourself with these are the documents that govern everything around us, right? So how do these things work together? And and it's it's a commitment to lifelong learning, really. Like you're you're just trying to um, you're trying to establish a, a baseline of understanding of how things work that is from the source itself and not how um, CNN thinks it works or how Fox News thinks it works. Either way, right? Like you want to know this is really what the law says. And then these are then you can tell that these are opinions about what should be happening, but that but the actual law you can discern the difference between what it was written and what they're saying about what was written. Um, and if you haven't actually read the source document, they'd be really difficult to know the difference. Um, and, and not to take it off politics, but I won't bring up butter. But one of the things that that about the being able to manipulate information that was kind of like eye-opening for me is that we, if you have children we do this with the children with children all of the time like you have you're trying to get your kid out of the house because you need to go somewhere so you can tell them whatever you want and then if depending on what you tell them will inspire motivation for them to move much quicker right like we, we might stop here or we might do this so if the powers that be want to motivate us to do a certain thing they can share information in a certain direction and we'll start moving in that direction oh nice yeah I thought, I thought maybe it would be good to just understand that word discernment because sometimes these words get tossed about and we don't even know what they mean anymore you know um so let's read the the, the definition of discernment <laughs> <laughs> and we'll understand. I, I mean, I'm just reading it again for the first time in a while, but the quality of being able to grasp and comprehend what is obscure, which I find fascinating, right? I mean, how how interesting is that? That um, it's about what's obscure, right? What's hidden from view. So if there's a if there's a narrative being pushed that you know we don't want people to eat butter for X, Y, Z reason, whatever nefarious purpose or beneficial or whatever they thought, right? If there's some agenda that's, that's it's like, we're just gonna push this, this story, right? And then all of the other stuff gets obscured, right? You have to go down to maybe a hundred layers of Google search results to find anything that's counter to better being bad, right? Um, and so it's obscure. So how do you use your discernment? I mean, it's not just about, oh, I'm going to climb into the, the depths of, you know, Google search rankings, but I think it's that listening to your gut and, and understanding that you are your best expert, right, to information that's coming at you. And, you know, you are the best person to, to understand, not anyone else, right? And there's no higher authority 
to you because you your higher authority is not some other person or whatever it's it's you and your relationship with god or whatever right but it's like that discernment is is finding what's hidden that might be relevant for you yes yes and i i think one big thing about our our movement in general is that we want everyone to find what they know to be true you know, like we we on this podcast or in the chat rooms or wherever we might share opinions, but but ultimately it's up to you to decide. Like I I'm not trying to decide for somebody what they should believe or not believe. Um, but if you read the state constitution or any of the EAC documentation or the manuals that you mentioned earlier, if you start to read those things, you understand how these systems were or why they were established. Um, how they're maintained, what, how they could be certified for use. Like, can't just anybody just can't come in with a box and say this thing, Matt, this thing counts votes. We're gonna, we're gonna use it in Texas. You can't just, you can't just walk in with anything you you made in your garage. There is a process for that. Well, what is the process? Well, there's a whole manual that's like 400 pages long that outlines what that is. And then if you go through that, you don't need to understand every single uh, verse in the entire document to understand the steps necessary to get something certified for use and then if it's certified for use is that at the federal level then what what happens at the state level how does it transfer from feds to state well the state constitution talks about how that works and you can go find those and you don't have to read every law or every regulation or statute in the state of texas to find that out there's only there's only like 10 or 15. and if you read through those and they just changed them in 2001 right so but if you read through those um, you can get a really good understanding of this is where they originate, this is how they get certified, or this is the steps necessary for a proper certification, and um, this is what the state does to certify for use in federal elections. And once, uh, and if something was used before it was certified, then, I mean, I don't know, that's kind of weird. That's like driving without, before you have a license, or is that, I mean, I know there's an awful lot of contradictions, right? But once you start looking at how all of those things line up you can then you can see the gaps you don't need trump to give a speech about about something being um totally rigged you don't need other people on social media influencers to tell you like you can read the you can read what they were supposed to do and then you can read what they did and you can see the inconsistencies I mean, then you can make a decision for yourself about whether you think that was fine um, or or not, right? And um, I think I think one of the biggest things that people fall into is that they that they are just trying to save time, and and um, saving time, they're banking that you won't invest the time to really dig deep enough to find the real answer. Um, and we don't have to like we don't have to. You could rip off really big topics like did we land on the moon or not right like do, I, I don't know and then you could go well it's really they have a lot of evidence to support that we did when you could dig deeper and find things that might give you questions about whether we did or we did it i don't know i mean but but if it were to happen again in 2022 they would have to give you so much more information in order for you to believe that we did it or not the level of information that you needed to accept in 1969 was so much different than what it is today. 
And it's that they're banking on you are so overwhelmed with so much other stuff that when you see the word organic, you go, that's the healthy one and you buy it. You know, even if they are Cheetos, like organic Cheetos are the healthy Cheetos, right? So, I mean, I, have, I, have, I had a friend that they were, they're organic and I'm like, they're Cheetos. <laughs> they're Cheetos, they're still Cheetos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're Cheetos. I mean, it says organic on the bag, I'll give you that, but they're Cheetos. Yes, um, that's, a, that's exactly right. I mean, in the end, um, the only way to, to quote unquote save America is to become a part of the process, right? You have to understand what you are voting for and you have to understand how these, uh, how the legislature works. I mean, these are people who you are literally putting in a position to, you know, run your life. Basically, yeah. I mean, you are handing over the keys to the castle to them and you would be surprised the kinds of things that they do to take away your freedoms for that, that you traded that for convenience um, and for the ability to just put your head in the sand and assume that they had your best interests at heart. And I, I think that has been the biggest lesson learned for me is that just because I am not an evil person. I mean, I'm sure I have some evil in me. We all have, you know, the little, you know, both sides. We have that duality, right? But I'm saying, like, I can't envision evil to the degree that it would actually happen, right? I, 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 I That's something that I, I don't want to think about. I don't want to know. I don't want to envision those kinds of horrible things. But somebody is, right? And I think we've seen that over the past couple of years is that, is that evil does exist and they have plans, right? And so how do we how do we thwart those plans by being involved in the process and by reading the information that they're putting out there and showing up to working groups and, and committee meetings at your, you know, at your capital. Um, they do a lot of it virtually now. You don't have to necessarily show up in person, although in person is way more impactful. Um, but point is you have to be involved. And I know people don't want to be involved, right? People, yeah. you know, think I don't have to be involved, right? But you know, I don't have to be involved. I'll just, you know, but I think people are starting to see that like without their health or, you know, cause our health has really been stolen from us the past, you know, 50 years. And it's like, you know, people just get tired. They don't, they don't want to take the time, but I have found more people want to take the time now than I've ever seen in my life. And there's, there's an assumption that participating is going to take up all of your time. Mm -hmm. um, so they've made it seem like, oh, well, I mean, you, you have to read so much and you'll have to do so much and this will have to become your life. You'll have to quit your job and go to go in person to every government meeting ever. And that's not what we're saying. Like you, you, you don't, to, to be an active participant, you do not need to quit everything and only, only eat, sleep and drink local politics. Like we're not suggesting that at all. It's 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 really just like anything. It's like just start participating. Like that's it. Read a thing. Go to a meeting. You know, maybe you'll find something you absolutely love, and it will consume a little bit more time. Or you'll find a group that you enjoy being with, and you'll start investing a little bit more time. But all it starts with is just being open to the idea and going to one meeting, or going to one group, or going or getting active online before you even get active offline. It's like, or reading one document, just read the, read the constitution. 
Read the United States Constitution. Just read it. Read the amendments, which are really interesting. States' rights. Like, what, what's that all about? Like, what, what, you know, like, I remember from um, eighth grade learning about the politics, about the uh, Constitution. And I remember my eighth grade teacher, like, um, I never really paid it. I wasn't paying attention very much, but I remember my teacher making a big deal about state states' rights, and that was a problem. But they fixed it in the in the amendments. And I remember, like, uh, you know, after you know, forty, I'm like reading it, and I go, "Oh, like I, I, like now I remember. Like I remember that was such a big deal in eighth grade, but I didn't really care because I was more interested in the girl who sat next to me. But now, like, I'm reading it, I'm like, oh, I see. Like, there's some really significant dip." Um, uh, powers that are outlined in the amendments that are very specific to what a state can do versus what the federal government can do. And a lot of us just believe that the federal government could just do whatever they want. And because they're in charge, like we just go along with it. And that's absolutely not true. Like, the, like there are very specific things that the federal government could do, which are outlined in the constitution and everything else is left to the states. I mean, it's very clear. And like just reading that, you go, oh, like, like, wait a minute. So like the federal government thinks they can do all of this stuff and we give them, we kind of just delegate that authority to them by omission, right? Like we, we don't know what the process is. We don't know to get angry when they're stealing something. So they just continue to steal from us while we watch it happen. Um, so just, you know, just, just take uh, watching this podcast is helpful, right? I mean, but just being open to new sources of information, reading a thing, participating, asking questions, that starts to open your mind and you'd be amazed at how far you go. You know, a year from now, you'll you'll be shocked at how many different things have been happening under your nose for years that you had no idea. Um, yeah, and joining, joining some of these groups, I mean, just the last couple, last minute here on discernment, um, there's a lot of supposed grassroots organizations out there right now. And I'm not, I'm not saying ours is the best or whatever. This is not a competition. I'm just saying you've got to use your discernment with some of these groups too. We have been conditioned to look for fancy websites with lots of testimonials and things going on and how many people they've helped and all these metrics and statistics um, to, to say, oh, well, that must be, you know, the best one because they've got all this stuff, right? They're following yeah. the model of what I have learned is good marketing and good, you know, um, they're, they're perfect, right? Um, I, I say, you know, look for the people who aren't perfect, right? Look for the people who are slapping things together as fast as they can, who are doing things on, you know, bootstrapping. They're not asking you for a ton of money. They're not giving you a, a title, um, like a board position or a tiara, right, to do it. They're, they, you're just doing the work, right? You don't need, money. Money. You don't need tons of funding. You don't need all this stuff, right? Like even like the political campaign that's like, what is all, why do we need all this money? Like literally we have, I have papers here. I'm helping someone campaign, you know, that signature forms. Like I'm just walking around my neighborhood getting signatures. Like I don't need money to do that. I don't need a whole army of people. Like I just, I'm calling different people to, to help, but I'm just, you know, getting the data where I can get it, knocking on my neighbor's doors and talking to people. I mean, this is all we need to do. If more of us did that, then we wouldn't be in the position we're in this. Don't be, it just just don't be distraught or turned off by you know these big organ you know supposed organizations it's really more of a front um i think a lot yeah. of them are just being funded by you know corporate money and it's just made to look flashy but it just it doesn't need to be to get real work done accomplished you don't need all of that i mean we're not you know fundraising 
for our group. We don't ever, we've not ever once said, oh, can you give me money for this, that, or the other? It's like, you know, you couple hundred bucks to file a lawsuit. We've done that. You know, somebody always does it and then we're like, oh, can we pay you back? And they're like, no, no, it's fine. And then next time someone else does it and it all just kind of works out. Same with this, like had to pay for Vimeo Pro or had to do this, right? We didn't have to fundraise, you know, so don't be, you know, caught up in the illusion that things require a lot of money or a lot of time. Any little contribution is helpful. Um, you know, again, join our, our Telegram group. You can find that information on tttexas.com or focusedaction.io. Share those with people um, and get involved, right? And um, hopefully the more you get involved, um, the more you'll understand what we're saying. But we really wanted to, to give this context as one of our very first um, episodes so that it's helpful to know, go to the source. Don't just listen to us. Don't listen to this person or that news outlet. Actually go and read for yourself. If you don't believe the machines, you know, weren't certified, go read the Have Act and all of that for yourself. Don't just believe some news article that says, hey, you know, we read it and we said, you know, this was not, you know, true. Um, when in fact, if you just read the documents, you'd see it's very much true. So um, any other final closing points, Bobby? I think we're at no. I mean, we talked about, I mean, we talked about a bunch of things. So I'll put in the show notes, I'll put some links to um, like original sources for like Help America Vote Act. Like we called it the Habit Act all throughout the whole show, but we know what it is and we've read it a bunch of times. But Help America Vote Act, um, which was passed in 2002, is very important. So we'll put a link to that and I'll put a link to the manuals we mentioned earlier. I'll put, I'll put some links to some things that will get you started. But that that's not by any means all of the things you should read, but it's just some, just a couple of helpful suggestions of where we started. Um, and, you know, I think that's it. All right. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week on, an, right. on another episode of Focused Action. Have a great day, everyone. All right. Bye.